Hello, and welcome to Training Wheels, the podcast in which I talk to my high school friends about their first year in college and explore life without training wheels. Today, I am here with Sarah Rodenbush. Hello. <laughs> um, Sarah, please introduce yourself. Oh, my name is Sarah Rodenbush. I'm a neuroscience major with sociology minor. Uh, that wouldn't be true first semester, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I'm, gonna, I'm an incoming sophomore and what fun college? Oh, I go to UT Austin. Yeah. With Sarah Schleed over here. With me. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of tales of debauchery coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact. I guess I my shoulder can totally pop out of socket, and that's just what it does. Yeah, uh, it, it completely sublimexes, which Ooh. means that, like, I can pop it in and out of socket, and it makes noises all the time. Does that is that bad for it? Like the more you do that, I mean, it's done it since I was born. I, both shoulders used to do it, but my re- left one has sort of settled into socket as I've grown older. Uh huh. So it this one just kind of does it, but it's part of my range of motion, so I can't really stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And my hip also pops in and out of socket, but that's just more fun things that <laughs> it does. Great. So talk about you changing your major and how you were not originally neuroscience so I went in as a biochemistry major because I thought my path was going to follow into medical school or that's what I sort of always assumed like in high school I followed the medical track that we had uh, available in the CTE programs Uh, but I always wanted to follow like the medical pathway growing up but Mm -hmm. then when I got into my undergraduate classes like biology and chemistry mm-hmm. um I realized I uh, really don't actually like chemistry and like the mathematical science of it as much as I thought I did mm-hmm. I like big concepts right and uh I definitely like veered more towards biology than I did chemistry mm-hmm. uh I actually cried in front of my chemistry professor after our first test because I failed it mm-hmm. um not a fun experience, but, like, you know, necessary. Yeah. I mean, I finished that class with a B both semesters, so, like... That's still good, yeah. I was annoyed, though, because I had to take the final both times, barely. Yeah. By, like, a couple of points, which was bullshit the second semester, because I was out of class due to a concussion that I got on a bike accident. I recall. (laughs) Story coming later. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, but I just got into my biology classes, and I started leaning towards that more, and I've always really been interested in neuroscience and uh, neurodegenerative diseases, uh, really interesting, like Alzheimer's and uh, Parkinson's Mm -hmm. and everything like that. Uh, It's obviously sort of also a personal tie-in with mental illness, because, you know... right. I I suffer from it and it's interesting. It's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh yeah. No, I just didn't want to be in the medical path anymore. I realized that I could do it like academically and I could get myself to like go to those standards, get through med school, but I'd absolutely hate it. Right. So So there's no point. Yeah. So like I could do it, and it would be something that I'd be, like, fulfilling a childhood dream, I guess, to an extent, but mm-hmm. I 
<laughs> probably first off not even make it through let's be real but I just it's not what I wanted yeah yeah so I dropped out of organic chemistry changed my major to neuroscience and that's what I'm doing <laughs> yeah so what does what career does it look like you will probably go into with a neuroscience degree what do you STEM people do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, the first answer is usually more school. Right. Uh, <laughs> just not going to think about it. Going to go to graduate school. Going to uh-huh. do that first. Um, I really don't know. I want to do some sort of social work now, I think. Because I've always, I mean, like with medicine, I always sort of had the part of it of wanting to help people. Like you want to make the point. people's lives better yeah. in some way. And now that sociology and, like, how society works and people work has more taken my interest, I am veering towards working with people and probably in research with whatever I find interesting. I don't know. That's cool. I like that you're, like, marrying the idea of, like, the mind and the brain. Well, because that's really sort of the hardest concept when it comes to understanding everything that is neuroscience and psychology and neurology and just the study of the brain and consciousness together mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that goes off into like metaphysical sciences and that's all very interesting as well yeah you kind of came from like a UT family I did yeah uh very much so my m- both my mom and dad went to UT I'm pretty sure at least one other aunt on my dad's side went to UT. My older sister and my older brother both went to UT. Um, I go to UT. I'm the third of four kids, and my little brother is a senior in high school, and he is probably also going to UT. Did you feel obligated to, like, apply and go, or was it something that you always wanted? It didn't feel like an obligation, but it was the only school that I signed up for. Really? It was the only school I applied to, yeah. Because I had auto-acceptance. Yeah, so you knew it would be fine. And, I mean, I've always had a lot of family that lived in Austin. Austin was always a hub for, like, the people around me and, like, everyone I knew. Right. And it was a familiar place. Mm -hmm. And it made sense, both, like, economically and, like for as a life decision mm-hmm. so I went to UT and like they're a great school so yeah. like the education is also a benefit is how is it compared to your expectations it's pretty much exactly what I expected the weather just sucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just humid a lot more of the time and I oh, really hate yeah. that oh my god it's so humid like, my ear pops every single day. Is that a humidity thing? I, yeah, it seems to be tied to it. I, I told my doctor, and she said, hmm, interesting. Don't really know what that is. <laughs> Just take an antihistamine and a Flonase every day. And I said, all right. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. So do you want to stay in Austin for, like, grad school and, like, post college, or do you want to go somewhere else? For grad school, no. I definitely want to go somewhere else. I want to go further north first off yeah I'm tired of living in the heat yeah it I was gonna say it was nice for a while but I'm like it was okay it wasn't nice yeah 
I existed here. You got here. through it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I definitely want to move further up north. Uh, I've looked at, like, CU Boulder. Mm-hmm. They have good programs. I don't know. Uh, the The current mantra is, uh, I'm going to grad school wherever will accept me. Yeah, okay. That's... Yeah. It's good to be flexible like that. I mean, because if I'm... Like, I'm obviously going to research into the different grad schools and see which is best, but, like, the choice really isn't mine when it comes down to, like, where I want to move. It's where will accept me, then I choose where I want to move from there. Right. Adult stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Not having control. Ugh. Fun things. Wild. Um, well, you said that, like, UT was about as expected, but, or, like was as you expected but was college as you expected in general or did you feel prepared I felt prepared nothing sort of knocked me off balance well because I've also sort of just learned to roll with the punches in a very specific and lenient way yeah but uh no, at first, academically, it was tougher than, like, I expected it to be harder, and I knew I would have to, like, read more and everything they tell you, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, at first, I didn't listen to it. Right. <laughs> you know, as you do. And, like, I picked it up, and I started, once I got into the groove of, like, how I had to do homework and, like, read and go to the library and everything like that, academically, college was just more school. Yeah. Socially, college... I went in sort of knowing that I wouldn't know a lot of people because I spent a lot of freshman year of college sort of on my own. Right. I didn't spend it at least first semester. Right. And that's like a big change for you because you had a very close-knit like group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had I had friends that I hung out with basically every day. But once I got to college, it sort of... I I had to come to... I mean, I, I needed to spend the time on my own because it made me realize how much of an introvert I actually am. Right. And I need to, like, actually go out and uh, hang out and, like, seek friendships and interactions because otherwise I won't. Because I, I had gotten to a point with my old friends, like the friends from high school and everything, that hanging out with them wasn't draining, but now it's a task. Right. I mean, and it's it's not, like... I can't do it. It's just something I didn't know about myself at first. Right. Because... You haven't had to, like, exercise, like, the new friend muscle in, like, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I always knew I was an outgoing person Mm -hmm. because I always, like, had to talk to a lot of people. I always had to be, like, in an intermediate between people and I knew how to, like, communicate and, like, talk to a lot of people that I didn't really know, like being drum major and everything right but I always had a close group of friends and I realized I'm not good at making (laughs) I'm not good at making close friends with people that like I would I want to spend time with more than I want to be alone yeah it's yeah because I love my alone time yeah oh it's the best (laughs) I agree so how did you usually like spend your time what did your average days look like in Austin? Weekdays mostly looked like getting up, going to class, come back to my dorm, 
took a lot of naps in college, yeah. which was interesting. Were you not a napper in high school? I mean, I wasn't a sleeper much in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I my shit, it took a real shift. I mean, I was able to take, I think I took a lot of quicker naps, like, in between classes. I rode my bike everywhere, which was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I went to class. I went and did my homework. I usually had my uh, one meal of the day, <laughs> my chaos meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a bath, <laughs> smoked in my bath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean, I just spent a lot of time sort of on my... I went to therapy a lot second semester. I went every single week. It was like worth my time but also took so fucking much of my time because it was basically a three-hour process right to like commute there yeah to commute there to have the appointment to get back and it was always on mondays and i don't you just don't i was always again i I wasn't against therapy i was never a person for therapy because i was so just blocked off and did not want any part of it yeah college this was like the first time that you were like consistently like going and like yeah. Having, like, just, I don't know, like, Someone to productive talk to. therapy yeah. sessions. I mean, yeah, the first time I've been in productive therapy. Because I was put into a lot of, like, group therapy sessions. And I hated group therapy. Right. I also had, like, really intense paranoia about the things that had happened to me. And that things would move forward with possible legal action type situations. That I was right. just... Because always as a minor, I was... A, like afraid of those things like that paranoia was always there mm-hmm. so you couldn't let yourself like open up yeah so I like would be seeing a therapist but I was saying nothing right and so it was a huge waste of time and mm-hmm. money and made me more anxious I hated yeah. therapy so what made you finally like able to feel comfortable with your therapy sessions it got to the point where I mean <sighs> genuinely I just grew up like Mm -hmm. I just wasn't a child anymore I came to terms that like I do suffer from mental illness like it is actually part of my existence right like I had I had a lot of like imposter syndrome too Mm. paranoia you know the lot of it (laughs) yeah but um once I sort of like came to terms and like it's a part of my life like it is intertwined with how I have to live Mm -hmm. so I have to like do something about it I and I didn't have I always relied on like my close group of friends like I could always vent in some way to them so it I was never like I need a necessary outlet until Mm -hmm. I got to college and I was just yeah did you still keep in touch with your friends a lot from back home yeah a lot like there was always texting in the group chat there was right. facetiming <laughs> Aaron, Aaron has this screenshot of i'm calling her i'm sitting on my floor it's it's really funny to me now but she just has a screenshot of a face uh, time we were on because she actually accidentally took a picture uh-huh and it's just me i'm just full crying just big tears sobbing just the saddest look in my uh-huh. eye and I'm like it's really just like that sometimes oh yeah and I look back on that picture and it's kind of funny just because like I mean I you have to see some amount of humor in it because it was probably over absolutely like not nothing but a minimal thing yeah like 
something not... I mean, I probably just missed them a lot. Yeah. Because I was on my own, like I said, most of the time. Except for when I was with boyfriends, which is a whole other scenario. Right. Yeah, that's what I spent most of my... I was wondering, like, where the rest of my time in my first semester... It was spent with uh, my first semester boyfriend. Yeah. Are you glad that you did that and, like, got into the dating scene yeah, kind well, of quickly? Definitely, because that... The, we were only, like, together seeing each other for three months, but it taught me a lot more about, like, who I am and what I wanted and, like, what it meant for me to be... I guess an individual because I had spent most of high school battling very severely with mental illness so I was sort of shelled at the end so I didn't really know like where my personality lied or like Mm -hmm. what I wanted to be or what I was looking for in other people or the kind of connections that I wanted or pretty much anything I was starting from scratch yeah yeah so that one like it taught me a lot about what I wanted in a partner what I wanted to like be in my life how I wanted to spend my time Mm -hmm. but the ending of it boy was that (laughs) yeah boy was that a doozy so the end of this three-month period we were together ended with me uh, breaking it off because I was feeling like it felt very platonic, but like friends with benefits type thing. Right. Like we were spending like, a lot of our time together and like we were having sex, but it wasn't, it didn't feel romantic in any way to me. Yeah. Not a lot of intimacy outside of sex. Yeah. And I was like, this is fine, but it's not what I want. Right. Like it got to that point where I'm like, this isn't what I want. Like I would have settled for this at some point, but like I want something else or different. And so. At the end of this three-month period, after he had shown no sort of, like, romantic or emotional investment in this, I break it off, and he immediately, like, breaks down. He starts to, like, he, um, he starts threatening to, that he's gonna hurt himself, that, like, he can't do it, he can't, like, handle, like, being alone, that he can't, like, he can't do it without me or whatever. Like, he needs me to stay. And so I had been in and seen emotionally manipulative relationships when it comes to mental illness. Oh, yeah. And I... Lots of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I have... Who have I witnessed some of those? Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, he starts uh, saying all of this to me while I'm, like, standing in his apartment... And I saying, I, I told him, I'm like, I can't help you because I'm the problem here. I gave him the helpline number. I keep the like card in my wallet type mm-hmm. thing. Like I handed it to him and said, I'm going home. Yeah. So I go and like, he's calling me. He calls me twice. And then I p- think I picked up on the third one and I'm saying like, and I'm, he's obviously like really wound up and like crying and in a fit like full panic attack type mm-hmm. situation and he uh is saying like come back come back like I can't do this and I say I cannot help you he says I'm gonna hurt myself I've already cut myself and I said here's the help number do not talk to me I cannot help you yeah and I was I was not going to have that yeah that's very mature of you yeah, that, that was definitely like 
that's why I learned a lot from it because it was definitely like that snap moment of where I was able to grow up in a sense emotionally and how to handle other people right because like for context I've suffered severely with self-harm right and um I'm gonna take a breath that's fine (laughs) I'm good I've just been holding my breath interesting how that works Mm. yeah no I've um openly suffered like severely with self-harm and so I've seen relationships where people have tried to blackmail others uh like using their mental illness mm-hmm. and trying to use that uh, to like get them back or some sort of manipulation and I didn't care I think it helped that I didn't care about him enough to like I mean, that sounds mean, but, like, to me, there wasn't any sort of romantic feeling there. Right. I didn't care about him in the way that I had that sort of emotional tie to, like, I, that, like, I am a part of it. Right. You were more autonomous. Yeah. Than you've been Because before. I'm, like, there hasn't been any sort of, because to me, there was a clear divide in the relationship, and mm-hmm. so I was able to just see the divide of this is not my problem type situation. Like, this is a you need to figure this out mentally thing, not Mm -hmm. me. And that's always... That was always hard to distinguish. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just a nice snap moment of uh, growing up. Yeah. (laughs) Of just not taking that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. So, in general, do you think that you're, like mental health improved from college or I mean I'm guessing it like kind of like what felt weird at first and then like stabilized because being in a new place is always jarring kind of it actually didn't I didn't have the jarring moment in my mental health until that breakup actually because the transition didn't feel stressing to me really yeah I mean, because I've always been, like, a vigorously independent person. Right. So finally being on my own actually felt more comfortable Mm. than, like, being at home. Not saying that my, like, home environment is, like, scary in any sort of sense. I just... I just prefer having my autonomy. Yeah. That's reasonable. So it wasn't until after that three-month period that I sort of had a lapse in my mental illness. I don't ever... It's better than it was in high school, and it is definitely at, like, a higher functioning, stabilized point. Mm-hmm. It still has its ups and downs, as it always does. Of course. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how did your dating life continue after that? Like, Oh, Jesus. I, <laughs> that seems like that'd be, like, a traumatizing situation, but also you've been in so many traumatizing situations, I don't know if it really, like, stuck with you or not. <laughs> So, immediately after I broke up with that relationship, I started dating uh, uh, oh my God. the yeah. ex-high school boyfriend that I had for a month in high school. We dated for a month in high school. Right. And then uh, we... I remember that. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we also dated for a month in college uh, at this point. Uh, basically, mainly because he went to tech, I went to UT. Or, no, we went to A&M, not tech. But 
it we like met up two weekends they were great it was like he was always a close friend like we were always friends and really nice with each other and I really do like him as a person Mm -hmm. and like still do it was just like a weird sort of transitional month of I'm not gonna get into it sure and then I sort of had a weird mental breakdown he thought it had to do with him but it didn't and then then sort of broke off and I was whatever right what time was that in the year? Oh, God. That was around um, Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was right around Valentine's Day. Then I remember... Oh, yeah. No, then we went on spring break, and then the Monday I got back from spring break, that's when I got in the bike accident. Woo! Yeah. It's It's been a ringer. So you were concussed from that? Yes, I had a concussion when I got back from uh, spring break. So I already, I like ran into another bicyclist. I didn't really see him. It was just like an expensive sort of annoying accident because neither of us were really hurt, Mm -hmm. but there was damage on his bike that I had to pay for. And I had to go like to the health center because I had a slight concussion and like whiplash in my neck mm-hmm. and I had I missed a quiz that caused me to uh, not be exempt from my chemistry final at the end of the semester I can't believe you weren't allowed to make it up yeah no like I emailed him I sent him the health report and everything but he was like it's in the syllabus and I said bitch <laughs> yeah how dare you syllabus me no Oh, my God. I swear to God. He said uh, we had to fill out forms, like special circumstance forms for mm-hmm. the finals at the end of the year. And I wrote down my case, which was, I, I, I guarantee you, quite a good case. Because, uh, oh, wait, this was before spring break. My, um, my parents getting a divorce was before spring break. I remember it because it happened right before a chemistry test that I completely failed. Yeah. <laughs> Are you stressed? Yes. And I didn't even live through it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my parents getting a divorce is a whole other story. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll one. get there in a second. But so I missed, I wrote down my case. I like filled out the full thing. I told him about my bike accident, my parents getting a divorce, why I failed that test, yada, 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 like what I've done, all this shit. Yeah. I hear nothing from him. He says, I will read through them and I will pull out the special circumstances. And I said, bullshit. I said, there is no way any human being would read my case and say, fuck you. Fuck you and your 12 points you didn't have. Yeah. So you definitely probably just tossed them in a pile, which like I get because it was a class of 500 kids, but also you wasted my fucking pen. I don't know. That's part of your job. <laughs> yeah. And you need to, as a professional. Like, and he has TAs. He has yeah. TAs. I don't know. It's whatever. I finished the class. I don't have to see him again. Like, he was a great professor, and I really did like him. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, you know, some of the bullshit sometimes. Yeah. It does happen in college, too. It's not just high school teachers. <sighs> it's different bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so... Your parents also oh, yes. separated yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, it was completely out of left field because my parents have been married for 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, have four children. Have four children. Um, they got married and then pretty much 
immediately had my sister. I think they married in 93. My sister was born in 94. Mm-hmm. And then 96, 98, 2001 was the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, very standard. Like, there was nothing in my family that suggested any sort of disrupt. Right. Like, my parents never fought. They never um, were... Like, up until... I went to college and stopped, like, seeing my family dynamic at home. Mm-hmm. I was, like, still in the mindset, like, my parents are happily married, probably will be forever. And mm-hmm. that was my reality. I don't know if it changed when I left for college, because I wasn't here to see it. I have a, I would have to ask my little brother, but right. he was he was probably locked up in his room, so didn't see much. Yeah, anymore. I don't think he I don't, noticed. He probably didn't uh, see much anyways. Yeah. But, um, so I... What actually happened is, are y'all ready for this? Hold on for the cliffhanger. Yeah, this is really good, I gotta say. (laughs) Let me get a little sip. (laughs) So, I'm taking a nap in my dorm room, and I wake up to a call from my dad. Um, I have, like, text on my phone, but it's whatever. I, like, wake up to a call to my dad. And I answer the phone, and I just say hello. And he says, hey, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. I was, like, taking a nap. And so he starts to explain the situation. Um, The first thing he says is, me and your mother are getting a divorce. And so I say, oh, interesting. All right. Um, (laughs) Go on. And uh, he says, well, it has to do with my sexuality. And he explained that uh, he was a closeted gay man. My dad grew up Catholic, so it made it, it the the like repression up until he was 54 made a lot of sense to me right. as far as like his upbringing. So he was um coming out of the closet and my parents were getting a divorce, which I was like taken aback just because like of how out of left field it was, but I said, okay, like, I still love you. I, like, talked to him. I said, um, like, I love you the way you are. I want you to find, like, your happiness and everything like that. Yeah. But um, he had been cheating on my mom for five years. (laughs) With, like, multiple, uh, with one person on, like, multiple occasions, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So I told him that, like, what you did isn't right. Like, obviously not. Right. I understood why, but it wasn't right. Yeah. So, I hang up the phone and I'm like, okay, I'm awake now. Yeah. (laughs) Guess I'll look through my messages. And uh, the reason that my dad had called me at that moment and told me is because I opened a message from um, my family hairdresser. We had uh, basically all gone to him for a good five-ish years. He had cut all of our hair. He had always, like, um, done everything. He knew all of us, basically. Oh, yeah. You get close to your hairdresser. Yeah, exactly. Especially when your entire family goes to one. Yeah. So, I see a text from him, and it is um, a really long message. It says, I sent this to your mother as well. So, the text goes on, and it uh, explains about how he can't believe uh, my dad is leaving her for some 20-year-old, and um, that 
he's known for a long time because he's he's a very gay Midwestern man. Okay. And um, my mom was always wondering, like, where she met him, and, or where he met him, because my dad found him, and then we all started going there. Oh. And, yes. Clearly, uh, now they met on Grinder, and, like, that's how, like, we met him to do our hair. Why did he decide finally to, like, tell you guys? And why did he think it was his job? I have absolutely no idea. It, uh, like, it went on to read about how he was, uh, to say about how, like, he was appalled by it, but then he also attached a picture of my dad, my dad's grinder profile. He sent that message to everyone in my family, including my little brother. If I ever see him, I'm just gonna punch him. Just, just a quick little one to the nose. So you haven't gotten to him for a haircut since? <laughs> no! <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> I, I don't know. Some people they just don't trust other barbers. Yeah. No, I like deleted that message. I could have replied. My Jacob, older brother, yeah. had quite a few choice words to have with him. So he got into it and like they had an argument. And so there was some confrontation from one of us yeah so i didn't necessarily feel the need to like do anything else about it i deleted the message and just haven't i just moved on i mean that's kind of just how i live anyway right things happen and i move on but then how is your mother (laughs) my mom she's doing a lot better now she uh, clearly was not happy at first. Of course. Um, as one would suspect, but <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's really sitcom living in my house as it usually is because my dad lives upstairs in Jacob's old bedroom and my mom lives downstairs uh-huh. and they, they never interact, obviously, because my dad usually like comes in late after work or like only on the weekends and my mom works from home in her office and will just, like, shut the door. Right. So, do you know why, like, he didn't decide to, like, move out? Well, it's because we still have the house. All of their finances are still, like, joint-linked. They own right. a lot of property together. So it's going to be uh, a lot of legal work to get everything separated out. They're selling all the properties, hopefully. Uh, yeah. They just, everything is still joint between them. It wasn't even, they weren't even going to tell us. This all came out in February just because uh, the hairdresser decided so. Right, because they were already, like, dealing with, like, separating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my parents had already been, uh, like, started, like, filing a month beforehand. So they had already known they were keeping it from us because um, if you, like, all four of us were in special circumstance at that point. Lauren was moving into a new house. Jacob was in his uh, final semester as a senior before going to graduate school. Right. I was in my first semester of college. Brandon was a junior in high school. Right. And... It's a very chaotic time. Yeah. All very chaotic times. So, this was... They were waiting till it was, you know, a better time. Or until, like, things were settled or more finalized or what, what have you. Mm-hmm. But... That's not how things go in my life. Yeah. How has that affected your relationship with each of your parents? I've always been much closer with my dad uh, emotionally and everything. 
so he's always been my rock and I'm always been close with him it's it's very different because my relationship with each of my parents hasn't changed very much because my relationship with each of my parents was never really connected with each other mm-hmm. like I had relationships with my parents separately with like I have the relationship with my mother which is troubled but I love her and interesting and anxiety inducing and then with my dad which I I love him too he's like always been there for me he's been my rock he's been like the one that always like helps make sure I get through everything but he's done very questionable things and has just doesn't always make the best decisions and Mm -hmm. I can see that and know that but he's my dad yeah so them getting divorced and being separated really didn't change much of how I experienced my family dynamic also being away while the divorce happened right. had that like same effect because I was already not seeing them mm-hmm. so I didn't see what it was like when there was filings but we didn't know versus when we knew yeah god damn <laughs> <laughs> do you wish that like anything could have gone like a bit more smoothly this past year because there's... I mean... <laughs> there's only so much I can ask for. Because, like, shit like this, I feel, has always happened and probably will always happen to me. And that's just how I sort of experience life. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's going to go. That's why I've learned to roll with the punches the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Which is... uh <laughs> crying more over missing you on that phone uh, call with that screenshot than I did uh, when I found out my parents got divorced. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to talk right yeah, now. Oh, you okay. are, yeah, I just <laughs> here, like hiding my laughter, like trying to like not make weird noises. No, no, <laughs> you're fine. I like I will introduce you now though. Um, Sarah's friend Aaron is in the <laughs> studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a nice space. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Um, so do you feel like that this was, like, a big new phase of your life this year, or did it seem kind of like more of the same chaos, just in a new location? (laughs) It really did. Like, I wish I could say it, like, it feels like this is a turning point, but it just feels like more of the same chaos. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, there's always just gonna be chaos, and that's, honestly, I think it with the way things gone, it went the best it would have because of Grace and Frankie. Mm. <laughs> Was this already touched They on? really saved us. No. 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 <laughs> they really saved us. Grace and Frankie kind of transitions into, like, another question, which is, like, what did you do for fun? Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I You did out, have fun. Yes, I did have fun. <laughs> uh, occasionally, I experienced fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I did a lot of, like, I spent a lot of time outside, uh, a lot of, like, hiking, yeah. rock climbing, I tried, we bouldering, we went over to Campbell's Hole, still my favorite place. That was great. That was great. I'm, I'm gonna go back there when we go back down. Um, you would go to parties occasionally? I went to the so. occasional party, yeah. Um, probably... I don't know, I didn't go to that many, but that's because 
they were parties are hard to find like good parties yeah when you're a freshman you like only know about the ones that like everybody knows about yeah and then they just like run out of alcohol yeah are way too full Mm -hmm. or it's watered down or the house band sucks or it's a frat party i went to a good amount of frat parties though because who do you know here (laughs) my friend alex yeah you will so you found like a good like group of like stem gals yes i did i'm in uh i'm in a program called women in natural sciences wins and i signed up for it over the summer and um it's just a collection of uh women in natural science uh yeah very accurate name yes sense, yes uh so it's just a group of us one of my friends emma she's a chemistry major uh sydney's another neuroscience and then alex is going to kill me because i don't remember isn't it bio chemistry isn't it yes uh, biochemistry it's biochemistry okay she's covering her face <laughs> she's flushed i don't remember <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I you're my best friend, and I like had a hard time keeping up with what you were doing. I was like, we're all doing... just STEM majors. That's how it feels at this point, because we're all in the same classes. Yeah, because you're all just doing introductory stuff. Yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that like you obviously were more independent in college, and that you liked it. What were like the fun parts, and then what were parts that were like freaky? Ooh. Freaky. If any. <laughs> I, um, I got freaked out by just being able to, like, walk somewhere and not have to tell people, like, where I was going. I don't know if other people, like, experience I, that. I understand that, but I also have been pushing the limits and trying to do that at my house for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I don't know. No, I've always gone wherever I've wanted to go, so that's wasn't really, like, any sort of shocker. Or like you know what I mean. I Shut know. Up. I'm I'm just laughing. Don't laugh at me. I laugh because I know. <laughs> um, I don't know because I always had pretty much taken care of myself independently from, like, my parents. Like I always fed myself. I always like did laundry at the end of high school. I always like could clean. I knew how to survive. Yeah. On my own. So I didn't have to learn any of, like, the new life skills of, like, being an independent person. Yeah. It was interesting. It was nice and also uh, weird actually setting my own eating pattern. Because I had before to an extent, but, like, just very much so being the only person moderating yourself. Mm-hmm. Did having, like, a meal plan with your dorm help? ish I mean I didn't go there very often because the hours were weird and it was kind of gross a lot of the time yeah but I mean like I was whenever I wanted that's the problem with the meal plan I had is because whenever I wanted or had time to go get food it wasn't open Mm -hmm. so it was just inconvenient and I ate a lot of cereal and toast which I already did yeah Cereal's good. Cereal's so fucking good. Cereal slaps, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's all just be honest. We can all agree. Cereal slaps. Oh, yeah. What are you most looking forward to going into your sophomore year? Having a place set up to go back to, because now I have, like, 
I had established roots there before, but I wasn't in the same sense of, like, establishing roots in college. Right. So I, like, have my friends. I know where I'm living. I know where my classes are generally. Yeah, you know your favorite restaurants. Yeah, I'm taking, I know what delivers latest. Mm -hmm. Domino's always. Got my pizza points. <laughs> we ate Domino's so much. Every time we would while watch watching Grace's Grace Grace Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to explain what Grace and Frankie is. Well, I feel like people should know. Oh yeah, but it's like it's just a comedy on Netflix about two old women, who older women who become best friends because their husbands leave them for each other. Which so that was very interesting. Once Sarah life became the show it became half of it yeah yeah it became the middle-aged half as dramatic there's there was less fun adventures that ensued i will say that yeah but it was just like i do feel like a brianna though oh yeah sarah and i are like both <laughs> both introverts and both like have anxiety and so just after long weeks of like college we needed to like relax and like not talk and just sit next to each other and watch a very good show. We loved it. And so we it. did. We had lots of commentary. We always had dominoes and wine. Yeah. It was a girls' night. Yeah. I I remember being so... When is the new season coming out? Because I remember us finishing the last episode. And, and it was a doozy. Yeah. And we didn't know... Oh, wait. Oh, God. No, we finished that episode without realizing it was the last episode. That was a tragic moment. So you're looking forward to the new season of Grace and Frankie also? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the new Grace and Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> what do I look forward most in college? Watching TV shows and not thinking about college. <laughs> Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. I liked a lot of the music I found freshman year. That was a cool thing. Oh, really? found a lot of my favorite bands. Uh, Attaboy. Oh my god. That's like, I think, my favorite album. Like, Attaboy is so good. Uh, Out of Swords is the best album. Uh, Pretty yeah. Vacant, uh, uh, or Vacancy by Bayside. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite albums now, and I found that this year. Uh, Slaughter Beach Dog. I started listening to Slaughter Beach Dog this year. They're so good. And you went to quite a few concerts. Like I would say yeah. you took advantage of Austin being mm-hmm. the live music. I role. love going to live music venues. I love concerts. We we went and saw the Bleachers. Um, that sounds great. And Front Bottoms. And Front Bottoms. Both uh, really good. So good. I went, I went and saw AJJ. Mm-hmm. I saw Sorority Noise and Remo Drive. Um, Fish Boy. Um, No, same Vincent didn't come. She's coming. She to ACL. did, but we didn't see her. Oh yeah, because it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, she's coming to ACL. Are what you going to ACL? I see very, I'm probably gonna buy a day ticket for whenever she. What day? I think I will. I just want to see her in person. Like I'll just see whoever's playing the same day she is. Yeah. Did you see Jukebox the Ghost? I did see Jukebox the Ghost. I went. That was a show I went to alone. That was such a fun show. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was one of my favorite shows. Going to, like, things that, like, aren't really typical to go to alone is, like, very empowering, mm-hmm. I think. Well, see, it also felt like a different situation, because going to concerts alone is a different feeling than going to a concert of one of your favorite bands alone, because mm-hmm. jukebox, is, jukebox is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. So I, like, was singing along, having my own great time to every song. Yeah. I didn't need someone else there to, like have the experience with mm-hmm. I haven't gone to as many like well my last question if you could like tell yourself anything the night before you left what would it be do you like have any advice 
Hmm. Buy a better standing fan. It gets so hot in our room. Yeah. We lived on the sixth floor in the AC. I hate I hate to think how the people on the floors above us felt because our AC basically never worked. It was so sweaty, and I never <laughs> went and bought what. No, like I'm just like I'm just like imagining you just being like yeah, completely no. miserable, and I'm I'm it's yes, I Facetimed you doing it. That is true. <laughs> You're like airing. miserable, laying on my floor in my bra, no pants, just yeah. airing because like I had concrete floor, so that was the only cool surface. <laughs> so I just did that. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's good advice. Yeah, but I guess like some actual advice would suffice to um honestly i feel like that is actual advice kind of yeah it's easy to follow abstract stuff's hard to follow Mm -hmm. like follow your heart and you're like okay okay all right (laughs) sure i don't know it's inside my chest it doesn't have eyes i don't know where it wants to go Mm -hmm. true (laughs) well i don't have actual advice (laughs) that's fine no it's just that standing fan would have just been real important (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming and talking Thank you. to me. And thanks for uh, being a little side character, Erin. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Just said to pop on in with my side comments. <laughs> Tune in next time for another episode of Training Meals. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>